It's been nice. Just looking at how to get down on the bell. But now it's not to say goodbye. So long. You never. No. You never seen Out of the Box? Uh, out of the, the box. box. Out of the box. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen Out of the Box. My God, I forgot that was even a thing. Yeah, that was the uh, closing out song. I just used to love doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let's see if I, I could probably get the. Hold on. Just, yeah. It was. Um, Here we go. He's out of oh, the box. Oh, this is kind of sad because this is going to be like my last. This is the intro, though. I can't believe you really let that. <laughs> now, the, the whole thing. Yeah. The conclusion was the song that I was singing. The outro. Yes. Hold on. Let's see if I can find the outro. And I was actually singing a go-go version of it, but you don't know what go-go music is because you're not from the DMV. You ready to sing goodbye? I am. I am. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so long. Farewell. friends yeah dude um, my whole like it was that reading rainbow reading zoom rainbow. oh my gosh you know how many good games i got for zoom no party games that you could do right now with a little bit of alcohol as long as nobody's driving home <laughs> drink responsibility yeah, that's right Stay responsible. <laughs> like zoom had the best games ever bro Oh my goodness, that show was that show was great. Did you ever watch Gullah Gullah Island? Loved Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah what? Island. It was so good. Gullah Gullah. My big, I forgot his name. Oh. My big yellow frog with the orange spots. I love Gullah Gullah. Hold on. Oh man, I'm taking a nostalgia trip right now. Dude, that is sad. I might go back on the fire stick and watch some Gullah Gullah tonight. There's no way you asked me that question. Gullah Gullah. <laughs> Gullah Gullah Island. 
Ooh, the mom was so sweet. The mom on that show was such a sweet lady. My goodness. Man, she was nice. Even the dad was dope, man. See, that's what I liked about Nickelodeon. I felt included. There was a lot of black fathers on TV shows. We need more of that. Sorry, man. I don't whoa. I might have got a little too deep right there. No, you're good, man. (laughs) I know this is kind of a light podcast. No, that was great. Yeah, no, I uh, I'm looking here. It says uh, it won a, a Parents' Choice Award in 1995 and was nominated uh, several times. Uh, never won though, but it was nominated several times. Which is an, it's an achievement within itself. Oh, for sure. Um, for uh, N- uh, NAACP Image Awards. Okay. For, uh, <laughs> Can't call racism there, am I? <laughs> Guys, man. laugh, please, man. We're just having fun. It's not that serious. <laughs> Look at that. Very cool. Yeah, man. Gullah Gullah Island was was really good. Yeah, I like the, and it's so funny because like it just disappeared one day and it just never came back, and I never thought about it again. And then something popped into my head the other day about Gullah Gullah Island, and I was like, oh my goodness, it was I was probably on Twitter or something. Now you just said the words briefly along the lines, and I saw it uh, on my newsfeed earlier today, so I'm gonna go ahead and share it. But uh, from Sandlot at the end where they goes, one day you and all your friends went out to play for the last time and nobody noticed. Or nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Like, geez, how sad was that? It's the same really thing with is. the show. Like, yeah. we watched all of our childhood shows for the last time once and never knew it. It's crazy. Now I'm sad, man. Cool. Thanks a lot. No doubt. Welcome to the Somewhat Sports, uh, <laughs> Somewhat Sad Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm John Dennis. I, uh, I'm on Overnights on 97.5. WPCV joining me uh, today is our co-host, our illustrious co-host, Bubby Johnson. And I am uh, the development of player. No, I'm I'm sorry, the director of player development for the Wisconsin Green Bay Phoenix men's basketball team. Yes, gotta specify. That's awesome. This is the first time you've actually acknowledged the uh, the title on the podcast. I know we've kind yeah, of man. it's kind of been in the works. I know I tell people, oh, Bubby's away on business trips, something like that. <laughs> yeah. But it was kind of you know to to kind of get this uh, get this thing together and. And I'm proud of you, man. That's awesome. That is appreciate quite the, it, man. Uh, appreciate quite it. the job title. I dig it. Yeah, it's re- it sounds really fancy. It does. I'm putting uh, it on my business cards. Good. That's yeah. a good idea. Why not? You can also put like head coach on there. I'm sure Link wouldn't mind. Too no, no, no. Right? He, I don't think it mind. No, not at all. And I, I, I still say Coach Darn. I don't want him to think right. <laughs> it's not Link for me. That was John. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, of course, no John. Speaking of, of course, no John. Uh, no John Williams Segway. today. And uh, it's tough. It's been a little bit since we've had the whole gang together. I feel like it's either one or the other. It's lonely in this. My studio. Martin season five contract is holding up. I told you. <laughs> I, I, w- I, w- I won't record in the same room. No, I'm joking. I know. Get well soon. He's sick no, he's of not. being in America because he's in Australia. <laughs> That's such a bad joke. Yeah, all right, I That's tried. Jeez. <laughs> I was going to say he's sick of work, but it's actually a business trip. So it he can't even. Trip. Uh, I got stuck. It's all right. Yeah, it looks like it, I have not seen one bit of work that he's done. Not Every all. time it's like on Instagram, it's like, oh, here's me getting sushi with my friends. Here's and me. eating ice cream and feeding kangaroos. Yeah. <laughs> he da, did da, da, da. feed a kangaroo, which is like I'm very, very stereotypical. Yeah, very stereotypical Australian. What's the what's the Drake uh, the Drake meme from him and Chris Brown's video? Look at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm John Williams. That's exactly, that's exactly him. Living life, man. Be safe. Enjoy yourself. I know. I'm. Uh, I'm happy that. Uh, I'm happy that he's getting a chance to to 
go somewhere with his uh yeah. with his job. They paid for him to go out to Australia and travel the world and I'm sure he's got like actual work to do, but at least it's he's got fun experiences sure. outside of that uh, <laughs> that work stuff. So uh, of course, you know, we're excited for him to get back, you know, ASAP so we can get this uh the show back on the road here. On the road again. But uh we have some that's some developing stuff, but as a continuation from last week, I yes. do want to talk a little bit about your fantasy football. First of all, draft. stop stop saying your. I want to I want to cut ties with this right now. When I when I later signed on and I seen what you guys have for me, um, <laughs> first of all, anybody who knows me and knows anything about me can tell right here this is not my draft because at my wide receiver slot <laughs> there is an Amari Cooper. Anybody knows me, I'm a diehard Redskins fan. I will never in life draft a Cowboy player. I've had one Cowboy player on my roster once in life. It was because playoffs were going. The guy I was going up against needed a running back. So I picked up the Cowboys just so he couldn't have them. He so sat he on my bench. He didn't, no, he didn't play. It's not start. He didn't play. He sat in the locker room. We told him he's not allowed on the field. He <laughs> sat in the locker room. Works, I, I just bought him out for the week. So he could not play against me. All right, that's all fair. right. That's not me, but I, there's some things here that I wouldn't be mad about. So, all right. So, if if you if you didn't get a chance to catch uh, last week's episode, <laughs> we had a little fantasy mock draft. It was fun. Uh, Nick Stone, uh, friend of the uh, the show, friend of you know the co-hosts, <laughs> a good friend of ours. He uh, he stood in uh, as my co-host, and we kind of did a mock draft with the help of. Uh, quite a few people who uh, you know who are friends, like I said, of the podcast and you know, big other, ups to y'all. Yeah, other uh, guest hosts that have been on the show previously. I know Cam uh, helped us out a little bit uh, in the uh, in the draft room. Um, Most dope. But unfortunately, um, I thought that you were able to get in because I nah. set up the whole thing for you. You did. Uh, for when you. I logged on, it told me that the draft was full. Right. So yeah. And some uh, sort of and I was at a little dinner. I was at a dinner. Right. With meeting the team as well because I was up in Wisconsin. Yeah. So it was kind of tough to do both. And mm-hmm. then when I seen it was full, I was like, all right, these the guys are good. Right. But uh, to my to my sadness, I'm out here dra- drafting Cowboys. Cowboy <laughs> players. So I mean, your team doesn't look bad. Uh, you know, just we'll, we'll do a quick recap here. Um, yeah. I, if you want to hear my team and Nick's team, you can listen to, to last week's podcast. But Bubby's team, he picked, I think it was like six or something. Stop saying like he picked. All right. It was, it's, the, the team Listen, says, I don't want to be associated. It says Team Bubby. That's fine. I, I guarantee I ain't put that on there. Okay, fine. Team Bubby says, okay, Sean Watson as quarterback. I like Le'Veon that. Le'Veon Bell. I like that. At running back. Um, yeah, about it. Uh, David Montgomery. Uh-uh. Amari Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Stephon Diggs. I like him. Maryland boy. Right. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Swag. Kenny Galladay. I like him. Darius Geis. My boy. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you got to be excited AP about that. AP 2.0. I did like do you that. Think, do you think he's going to be okay this year? I, mean, I you, do. You're the one who's like kind of like plugged into the beat reporters and stuff like that. I mean, I know. <sighs> sure. I was just saying, like, I mean, you listen to, you know, more Washington That's true. news than I think anybody else in this podcast room. Yes. You know? Especially or, right now. There's only two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But also probably people who listen to the podcast also. Um, so, I mean, have you heard that he's going to be he's gonna be okay? I, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to be a timeshare, obviously. You know, we love Chris Thompson out of right. the backfield as well. And AP's out there too. And he looks good. And AP said that he could rush for another 2,000 yards this year. 
I mean, he's going to try to because from last I heard, he was a little bit of debt trouble. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I think gonna I think it's going to be good for him though yeah. because it's almost like it's almost like kind of like um, with the timeshare, it works well because you don't have to hold anything back, right? You know what I mean? You know, you can go all out, give it your all, right. run aggressively because you're going to be mixed in. Mm-hmm. But also, it's hard because you can't get into a rhythm. You right. know what I mean? Everything is about a rhythm. So I don't know. I have a lot of hope for him. Like I said, AP 2.0. I think us getting Adrian Peterson is so ideal for his career, right. even See more so than what AP has given us. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Miles Sanders also uh, on this one. Are you uh, are you on the Miles Sanders train? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really know too much about him, Miles, I'll be honest. Yeah, Miles Sanders, he's, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a Philadelphia Eagles running back. And they've got a couple of guys in that uh, in that backfield. And Miles Sanders... Quite I think a few is, guys, right? Yeah. Miles Sanders, I think, is the most talented out of that group. But at the same time, uh, he's had some ball security issues. Mm-hmm. You know, he's put the ball on the, on the ground a couple of times. And that's the thing. Like, you can be the most talented back... In the world, but if you're constantly fumbling the football, uh, they're gonna have a hard time finding a uh, a space for you on the uh, on the field there. Because that's the thing. I mean, turnovers are, you know, if the turnover margin is one of the most important things in in football. Do you know how many feet are in a mile? Uh, five thousand two hundred eighty. And you will walk every single one of them until you learn how not to fumble up. <laughs> Isn't that the quote uh, from uh, Remember the Titans? That does sound right. When he kept fumbling the ball and Denzel was like yelling at him about how many miles. I think so. It's in a football movie for sure. It's definitely in a football movie. I love Remember the Titans. (laughs) I don't. It actually does sound right. Now that I can imagine Denzel. And if I'm wrong, it's called Remember the Titans, not Remember the Lions. But ups. I'm here. I'm back, baby. What it be, baby? (laughs) Uh, Anyways, yeah. uh, Jordan Howard's also in that backfield. Darren Sproles uh, in that backfield. I I think (laughs) that. Miles Sanders is again the most explosive, the most versatile. Just can't hold on that backfield, but he just can't hold on the football. So I think that maybe I'll rather, cut him. Maybe I'll hold on to him. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Emmanuel, are we Sanders, playing these teams out? I was thinking about it. I just got to trade. Somebody can make me a trade for uh, Amari Cooper, and then and then I'll and then I'll play it. I don't want anything to do with Amari Cooper. Somebody's gonna have to do it, or I'm shutting the league. He's down. got plantar fasciitis now too. That's like a whole another thing. Oh gosh. Yeah, which is tough because it's one of those injuries where day to day you can feel good, you can feel terrible. Like you have like a knife going through your foot. Like yeah. I, I've had plantar fasciitis, well, not like a severe case of plantar fasciitis, but like like very like mild plantar fasciitis. And it's like that, you know, basically that tendon that goes between like the ball of your foot and the heel of your foot. Ooh. And when it hurts, it is the worst. But again, what's up with wide receivers having days. feet issues? Yeah, him and uh, Antonio Brown with his, his frostbite. I don't know <laughs> what's Come going on, on there. Uh, it's, I mean, that's the first thing I've ever heard of. Like, first time I've ever heard something like that happen. And <laughs> yeah. It's a football injury. Sorry, he's going to miss three to six weeks. He's climbing, climbing Mount Everest, and he's got a uh, frostbite. So. No, that's not how it happened. <laughs> no, it was in the... It's not, but okay. like, it's one of the... It's like, when you, when you think of frostbite, that's no what fake you news, think, No right? fake news. Yeah, that is... Either that or, like, you had an issue with, like, dry ice, because you know how, like, they always tell you, like, how uh, dangerous yeah, dry ice yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see maybe, like, him, like, especially his persona. Mm. Like, if, if I didn't know how it actually happened, right. my bet was he was doing a music video, right? Got the lights going. <laughs> You know, he's dropping some new music it's out. Like a, like a fog machine yeah, kind of yeah. thing with the dry but ice. But he's like, no, 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 we're not doing fog machine. I want real dry ice because he's Antonio Brown. That's how boss he is. Yeah. And he's out there. He's rapping, and he's like, 
just about to do the, the hook for the second time, and boom, mm. he realizes, I've been standing on this dry house for too long. Now I can't play football. That's how I thought the injury happened. Yeah, I mean, it makes just about <laughs> as much sense, to be honest with you. All right, man, st- I got to stop. Anyways, uh, <laughs> continuing the, the rest of your team here, Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland uh, Sutton, um, James Washington, James Washington, Jalen Richard, and uh, Andrew Miller. So if I'm not mistaken. Or Anthony Miller, sorry, not Andrew Miller. And Andrew I, Miller, I think, is a tight end. Yeah, and I told you that I, I had, I'm also in um, a fantasy football league for my grooms, for uh, my my buddy from high school. He's right. getting married. He's yeah, groomsman. Yeah, yeah. So you're a little more confident with that team? Well, we have a 10-man roster. and uh, I mean, a 10-team league. 10-team league. 10-team team league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. league. There we go. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Bloopers. Uh, so we have a 10-team league, and I have James Washington on that team as well and Stefan Diggs. So there's a little... I liked, I had Stefan Diggs last year. I, liked I did him too. A lot. I think he was kind of underrated a bit last year. Thielen stole a lot of the hype. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing. I, there was a point last year I was like trying to trade Stefan Diggs because I wanted to get some, uh, some running back help. So I was trying to package Stefan Diggs, which is like one of those guys who's like a wide receiver too almost a wide receiver one, but can get you like wide receiver one upside where some weeks he'll go off for like 24, 25 yeah. points, especially in, in PPR leagues. His, he has some of the best route running in the league. He's, it's incredible. He's really good, and he's really quick, gets in and out of his yeah, breaks. 100%. He's a guy like if you have two of him, I'm okay with not having a wide receiver one. Like if you have two two yeah. guys like him, like right. two in borderline one-twos, you're mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like I think, I, I think Keenan Allen kind of falls into that. That area too, where he can have some wide receiver one weeks, but sometimes he'll, uh, you know, he'll fall on the uh, on the wide receiver two end of things. See, like in that ten man league, I have I have Stephon Diggs and T. Y. Hilton. Both of them, I think, are borderline yeah, wide receiver one upside. They're, yeah, yeah, they're low wide receiver one, so I'm okay because sure. if one's a wide receiver two for me one week, it's okay. Yeah. Last so. thing you want those for them to both have like an eight point week. Or, no, 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 that would hurt. Which is Ooh. very, really, uh, <laughs> very, uh, very possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, with those guys, I don't know. I. To me, it's it's so. I don't know how to say this. There's so many different strategies that mm-hmm. you see in fantasy football. Whether like depending on obviously you know who falls to you and what spot you are in the uh, in the draft. Like I had the number one overall pick, which was it, it's nice in some ways, but also it can kind of hurt you because if you're like if you're if you're picking number one overall, yes, you have your pick of the letter. You can pick the number one overall guy, but mm-hmm. it's not always super clear cut who's the number one guy. No, you know? and I feel like, and I, I get, yeah, because I didn't know you had the number one pick. Right. I didn't know that. Like I said, I wasn't there for it. Then I looked at your team, and I didn't see the guy I would have took number one. So I was wondering. Who is the you guy? In- You're going to pick uh, Alvin Kamara? Because I, I know, I mean, if you if you have that much of a, of a, of a, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? If you have that much of an avoidance when it comes to uh, the Cowboys, yeah, players, are you the same way with Giants players? Or is it no, 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 bit, no, uh... no, 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 no. It's only the Cowboys. Okay. Like, there's some people that there's some people that you may spit in their water, right? But then the Cowboys, I, I just, I just let them burn. I don't even know if I would give them a glass of water. No, I'm joking. I would save both of them. I put chlorine in all of their water. Which I guess technically is in, in still small enough amounts. So yeah, I just just to clean it. Yeah, I'm looking out for them. This uh, disinfect. Or I give them Dasani. Right. Same thing. Isn't that what you're drinking right now? <laughs> no. Was it a Dasani? It was a Dasani. I yeah. knew that water tastes nasty. <laughs> but it was a gift, so I couldn't be picky. I was gonna say like Coke if you want some sponsorship uh, stuff, but never mind. No, if Dasani, if you're out there, if you're listening, man, I love you. You guys are great. 
You just don't make good water. But look, though. <laughs> <laughs> Your other product's fantastic. No, nah, man. But I, I don't have a problem with Giants. I don't have a problem with Eagles. Like, I don't like them, obviously. Yeah. But Cowboys, I just could never have a Cowboy player on do my you, team. Do you think Saquon is the – if you had number one, the number one overall pick, are you picking Saquon or are you picking Alvin Kamara? Because I pick Christian McCaffrey because I like his upside when it comes to yeah. catching out of the backfield. And I don't know, you know, for me, he doesn't have like a secondary running back who can like vulture goal line touches. Like that's the thing with Alvin Kamara. It's like he also has Latavius Murray. You know, yeah, you saw how they use Mark Ingram in years past, where on, on goal line packages a lot of the time they'll have you know Mark Ingram out there, or they'll have even Taysom Hill out there. Sometimes. But the difference there was Mark Ingram was there before Kamara. So it was like I'm grandfathered in. It's like I I owe you this because you were already here and you're still good. So it doesn't make sense to throw you to the end. I yeah, feel like but with then Latavius why would they, Murray, why would they make that investment in Latavius Murray. Well, Latavius Murray's not he's not getting the same that Mark Ingram got. I think that and at this stage in his career, Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram are like pretty interchangeable. And I think Latavius Murray's younger than Mark Ingram. Yeah, but what I but that's what I'm saying is like the only reason I feel like they played Mark Ingram as much as they did was because he was he was there already. Because he had like, seniority, is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, like he was there before Kamar. Dude, like, think about it. Like, there's contracts that they have to hit. If if you've been good to me, why would I not help you meet your contract I, so you can hold, I hold, hold, hold. like so that you can make your money and go be successful elsewhere, like the Ravens. They don't have to play Latavius. Latavius was barely getting played. Dalvin Cook beat him out in Minnesota. Okay. So like, but I don't. The they don't that, owe Latavius that. You're right, but at the same time, you've seen it in years past that Sean Payton's offense runs really well when he can use either running back in a situation. Yeah, but Kamara is a receiver, and he's still like a strong right, but back. that's what I'm saying. They can go a lot of times they'll do like a, um, two, uh, two running back sets, and they'll have Drew Brees flanked by um, Alvin Kamara, and they'll have uh, Mark Ingram on the other side. Back in the uh, my, my head coach in, uh, when I played high school, but I called that the Trojan set when you had well, one running back on each side of the quarterback, and you mm-hmm. could have like options to go either way. And then what a lot of times they would do is they would start off that way, and they'd motion Alvin Kamara out to the uh, – why receiver? Because yeah, because he could catch. Right. But what I'm saying, <clears throat> and they could do the same thing with Latavius Murray. Is what I'm saying. Like, that's, but that's fine. I mean, like, it's not. I, what I'm saying is they don't. Like when when Ingram served his four game suspension, Kamara was a dog. He was he was arguably even though Todd Gurley was the best running back last year. I think in that first four week, Kamara was might have beat him out. Like Kamara has already could, has already shown that he can be that guy. And we've seen a lot of it when Mark Ingram came back. Like he had more of a down year when he came back last year than previous years because we knew this was the last year and we we're going to move forward with Kamara. Like I don't think that they owe Latavius what they what they were given Ingram. I don't. I would still take Kamara as a number one back. I think I think he's going to be the best running back, especially with Todd Gurley, Ezekiel now, Melvin Gordon not knowing where he's going. I think Kamara is the number one. I think McCaffrey's two or three. I don't know. I again for me, it, it, for me that was about uh, mitigating risk for me. Where like he's the number one, he's the bell cow back. It's, it was a one PPR league, I'm so see that. and he had a hundred and like what three receptions last year or something like that. Somewhere there's one hundred plus receptions last year, and obviously Cam had his shoulder issues. Yeah, so, like we talked about. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit off the air. And that. that's the one thing they say. Carolina Camp says his deep ball looks good again. And that's fine, but that just to me that adds another dimension to the offense. They've seen that it, that works with McCaffrey. Like he was still successful, even though they had to dump it off more often than that. Now, when you add the risk for defenses of also having that that threat of of that over the top game, it opens things up. You can't creep a, a safety into the box 
as often if you know that you know they could still blow the top off because DJ Moore is a fast uh, wide receiver. He is. You know, Curtis Samuel's a fast wide receiver. They have receivers now, yeah. so that's that's what I'm saying. Though is like, right. This is all I would say. McCaffrey is not going. Is he going to be better than last year, or is he going to be worse? Honestly, I would say he'd be about the same. Even if even if you want to say that he'll be about the same. He wasn't the number one running back last year, so no, why would he be the number one running back this but year? But that's the thing: is like you have a lot of uncertainty. You have uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who might not be playing, especially with some of the comments that uh, Jerry Jones made. I think that kind of uh, put a little bit of salt. Ezekiel, in the wound who? There. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, you know, to me, I-, I wanted the safe bet. I wanted for me, like when it comes to Saquon Barkley, I was worried that you know we would have shades of like you know Todd Gurley that year, that uh, his second year in the league where. He was basically the entire offense, and he didn't do anything. He was, you know, pedestrian at best because of the fact that people, uh, the defenses knew that all they had to do was key on Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. I was worried that he might have a David Johnson year again, where there's not really much outside of the running back position, and so defenses kind of can key on that. So for me, Saquon Barkley, I'm I'm a little nervous taking that guy one overall, right? And then on top of that, with Camara, there's another guy in the backfield. There's Taysom Hill. Who comes in? I, I'm get because I've owned Alvin Kamara the last two years. Last year, every time Taysom Hill came into the huddle, I got mad <laughs> because it was never good for Alvin Kamara when Taysom Hill is out in the field, right? Yeah. And then Drew Brees is another year older. So what happens if you know his play kind of goes off a cliff a little bit? I just don't think that was. I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying that's that to me. He was the first safest pick that has the highest upside. I would have to look at like their average draft position as well. I mean, I just like I said, I I just that's one way to that's one way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't say it was the right way to look at it, but it's it's one way. It's one of the ways. It's one way to look at it. All right, we'll see. I I I look forward to seeing how this uh, how my team does. You know, with Christian McCaffrey being the the lead guy there. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not playing this season out until someone trades me for Amari Cooper. <laughs> so you on the bench if you're interested, let me know. Right. Um, so, going back to the uh, this whole Zeke issue, right? Of course, we know at this point that Ezekiel Elliott has kind of been holding out the last couple of, uh, or I guess he's not holding out, but he's holding out the last couple of preseason games, of course. Um, but he says he's not going to play football in 2019 without a new contract. Now, they just gave linebacker Jalen Smith a five-year, $64 million contract extension they still have to extend Dak Prescott who reportedly said no to a 30 million dollar a year deal mm-hmm. you know of course you know Dak Prescott's camp was like oh it's not like we're not you know because someone said that they were asking for, for uh, his camp was asking for 40 million dollars yeah, a year which is I heard that a lot um, especially for a guy who really hasn't won a whole lot I think he's won what one playoff game anyways yeah um, <laughs> and you could argue that he doesn't win that playoff game without Zeke anyways <laughs> Um, There's a lot going on. Yeah, there is in uh, in Jerry World. Um, so, and they have to worry about Amari Cooper, who they just spent you know a couple of first round uh, draft picks on. So they obviously you know want to keep him. So where's it going to be the money for Zeke? You know, where's that money going to come from? So, uh, of course, Tony Pollard has played pretty well uh, during the preseason in uh, in Zeke's absence. Uh, they've been able to move the ball on the ground, and he's been okay. Uh, but Tony Pollard, even though he has been able to move the ball, is not Ezekiel Elliott. No. <laughs> you know? So 
someone asked, the reporter asked Jerry Jones, oh, you know, uh, now with, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but with Tony Pollard doing so well, uh, do you think that um, that's kind of alleviated some of the pressure with the, uh, the Zeke situation? It says, oh, here it is. Uh, when asked if Tony Pollard's solid performance in Saturday's game was a Cowboys' best bargaining chip against Ezekiel Elliott's contract holdout, Jones answered, who? Now Zeke who? So he followed that up, of course, by saying into the camera, directed to Elliott, we're having some fun, not at your expense. Uh, but that, uh, that did not seem to smooth things over with, uh, with Mr. Elliott and his agent. He, they felt that it was uh, very disrespectful. And uh, I'd like to least. get your thoughts on that. I mean, it goes both it goes both ways. Like this is a guy that you're obviously trying to get back in camp. You know what I mean? He's holding out for a money issue. He's not seeing his value for you to say who can only add salt to the injury. You know? It's like it only adds the fuel that once again you're not seeing the value. Right. Now also, who? <laughs> I have things that I have to worry about right now. Right. And I love the way that um oh, man, we were just talking about him. Um Raiders coach, I, can't, I don't know why the name. John Gruden. Yeah, I loved how John Gruden kind of talked about like when he kept getting questions about Antonio Brown. Like he addressed it and acknowledged the player, says he can't wait to get him out there. But at the same time, there's a lot that we have to worry about here. Derek Carr said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we got things we got to focus on. So yeah. I can see what he's saying, where he's like, "Who? Like you know, I, I got to worry about America's team." And for everybody out there, I'm using the quotations because I hate the Cowboys. Hmm. But I mean. Yeah, maybe it does represent it. America at this point, but <laughs> but my point is he's trying to worry about like, yeah <laughs> he's trying to worry about his team. You know what I mean? So it's like Ezekiel who he's not here right now. I can't focus on that. So I get where he's coming from. I thought it was funny. I loved it, but I can see I can you see where Ezekiel yeah, the you, turmoil yeah exactly yes, <laughs> yes my pretty what is it uh, arguing like uh, like Mr. Burns and the Simpsons eggs <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> I love every second of it I know so I know you do. but I can feel where Ezekiel is coming from that's a little disrespect yeah I I would agree with that I would agree with that and. I mean, if you're if you're Jerry Jones, where are you putting your priorities at in terms of like, let's say for example, you can only sign two of those three between Amari Cooper, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dak Prescott. Who are you signing? Probably Cooper and um, and Ezekiel. Honestly, you're letting Dak go. Yeah, I I think Dak is good, but I think Dak is also a product of having a really good offensive line, a really good running back. Now I'm, you know, he's had decent tight ends. He's had some. Good receivers. There's been times where he hasn't had the best receivers. I think getting Amari back really helped fill the void. Um, But, I mean, of the three, I think he's the lesser talent. Maybe Amari Cooper. Maybe I'm, you know, what Amari Cooper did last year kind of is – Blinding me because he looked, he looked, he did look really good when he came back. He definitely jolted that offense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, of the three, I'm more willing to let Dak go. Now, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the, the Cowboys play. Tony Pollard looked pretty good. I mean, yeah, most running backs are going to look good behind that offensive line. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, to, so to your point, if it's of those three and then I had the team, maybe you let the running back go because you can find someone else who can run behind. It's, that's what I'm thinking. Like in yeah. terms of like, so you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as okay, how is this running back or wide receiver or quarterback playing in relation to their peers, right? Yeah, Dak Prescott. I would say if like if we're being realistic, right, and not saying not projecting out, you know, and not saying like oh like what he could be in the next you know three or four years or whatever, talking about like right now where his stats put him at, I would say he's very like middle of the pack 
as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, I would say maybe like a top 12 guy, right? Mm -hmm. On a good day. Now, Amari Cooper, in terms of wide receivers, I would put him at, in terms of talent level, like a top like 13, 14 guy. Okay. Right? In terms of just pure talent, right? And But Ezekiel Elliott, if we're talking about running backs, I put him, in terms of like being a running back, I would say talent-wise, top three running back. Top three or four. Yeah. You okay. know what I'm saying? I definitely make the argument, yeah. So he is, in relation to his peers, the more talented of the, the three. The more standout. Right. Yeah. That being said, though, when it comes to replacement value, where you're getting some of these guys coming in like the third or the fourth round and playing really well, especially when you have an offensive line like that, where they don't necessarily have to create out of you know out of nothing. Yeah. Right. I hate that. Do you? I mean, what, what, does that change your mind a little bit in terms of like how they stand? Because it's it's a lot more difficult, in my opinion, to find a top half of the league quarterback than it is to find. You know, or a top half of the league wide receiver than it is to find a top half of the league running back. Well, I mean, I I, I don't really know honestly. I mean, I guess yeah, I would. But see, even then, I I would I, I'm all over the place because my mind keeps going back and yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah. But even then, I may want to go with a running back because I I can lock in less term. Like look at the Giants now. Now they're kind of stuck to Eli. Like I I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of loyalty over in that in that Giants organization why Eli has not lost his job yet. Right. And we see a lot of quarterbacks getting to stick around longer. So I almost feel like I'll find another I'll find another mediocre guy who can come in and fill in for Dak as well. Like mm-hmm. I mean Dak Dak is he's mobile. He's a strong guy. He's he's tough. He's a fighter. I like right. it. Good for you. But I don't think he's that good. Like Ezekiel's yeah, he's good. Not, he's not like an elite level talent. No, and it's, it's like, like he's irreplaceable in terms of like, oh, he's like an Aaron Rodgers or like a Tom Brady or yeah, like, like one I, of these guys who that's you, know, you look at him, he's like, there's no way I can find a guy like that just waiting for the next draft to come around. Yeah, I and can't that's the thing. Wait on if that. you're if you're the Cowboys, I mean, this next draft is supposed to have quite a few guys who are really good. You know, who's to say you don't maybe try to like this? This is gonna sound a little crazy, but get a deal done with Dak and trade him for assets. Because there are some... There are Why are you always trying to trade some quarterbacks? Because honestly... Every to, podcast, no you want to get tra- rid of a quarterback. No one likes trading quarterbacks. It's crazy to me. Like, I can understand that quarterbacks are difficult to find, right? But if you've got an upcoming class, for example, like this next one that's supposed to be like really, really good, right? If you've already <sighs> invested these first-round picks in Amari Cooper, right... And if Zeke is a top five, you know, if we're if we're you know extending it to him being like you know three or four, a top five running back with maybe four years, four prime years left in him, I would say you go and you trade the asset that because I mean, how many, who's not going to pay top dollar for you know a top twelve you know quarterback, right? Yeah, I just I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm I'm <laughs> to me I. Everyone looks at quarterbacks as being like this, this, this irreplaceable asset. But when you're a replacement, not replacement level, but when you're not an elite level quarterback, I think that there should be more teams willing to trade that guy and not lock themselves up to that, you know, 13, 14. I, I just feel like a quarterback is such a proven position. So why would I trade? Like, it's hard to prove yourself as a quarterback. Right. So why would I trade? Like, you're obviously wanting a, a good piece for me. Mm. So why would I trade you a solid receiver I have or a good cover cornerback I have right. or a 
pretty stud defensive lineman I have for a quarterback that hasn't proven himself with you. And if he has proven himself, you're not going to let him go. Like, nobody's trading mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers out of here. Right. Nobody's getting rid of Drew Brees at this point of his career. We're still not letting mm-hmm. – like, Brett Favre was a little bit past his career before he started going on the, the you know, the right. different teams the and everything. Yeah. yeah, like, Don McNabb, he's another one. Like, you're towards the end of your career. No one's trading them in their prime. Right. So why am I going to give you an established pick? Because that's who you're going to want for him. Everybody wants more for a quarterback as if, like, the currency value is a little bit more. So, like, if I give you a, a good quarterback, you have to give me a great off-defense alignment. Like, I'm, I, you not, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, like, like player for player. I'm talking, talking about picks. Like player for picks. But like why would got, I do that, though? Same thing. Like, if I got a good pick coming up, why would I give up my chance at, oh, Sunshine from Clemson? Right, to so take Trevor Lawrence, I think. Yeah, I just like call him. Sunshine. Yeah, Sunshine. <laughs> why would I give up? Why would I give up my chance at him to take on Dak Prescott when I know you're just going to? Because draft if you're him? if if you feel like you're only like a quarterback away, I can understand why you feel that way. Like, I mean, if let's say for example, we're talking about the Jaguars from two years ago, right? Yeah. Where Blake, I mean, granted, Blake Bortles actually played a pretty decent game against the Patriots, you know, in that uh, what was it, the um, AFC Championship game, yeah, but. At the end of the day, that team, I think if they had like really good, serious, you know, halfway decent quarterback play, that that team is the Super Bowl team with that defense. You know, we've seen it happen before with Joe Flacco and But the game that he had against the Patriots, like that was that would be a good game for Dak as well, though. Like I, he right. wasn't to blame at that at that point. Correct. I just I just to I'm me just, it's I'm just I don't know I'm if it's spitballing worth it. here. I'm not just thinking you. like, you know, I'm not saying that this is something that like absolutely needs to happen, <laughs> but it would be something worth maybe looking into a little bit. I just I like having trades in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to me that makes the league interesting. I feel like so many so many teams are so afraid of of going out and trying to like find a, a good quarterback that they'll put up with mediocrity. I'm speaking as like a Dolphins fan, right? I put up with Tannehill and is Tannehill going to break out for like a hundred years? It seems like, and it was the worst. And so for me, I feel like I just kind of jumped to the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Blow it up. Find a guy who can actually play quarterback. And you're done with it. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you look at the guys who have won Super Bowls outside of like the random, like guys like Joe Flacco, you know, the random teams like that, where they're the rest of their team was able to kind of overcome the quarterback position not being an elite level, you know, quarterback. Mm-hmm. For the most part, we're talking about, you know, Tom Brady winning how many Super Bowls. We're talking about, you know, uh Peyton Manning winning a couple of uh a uh, couple of Super Bowls. You know, a lot of these Super Bowls end up being won by guys who are elite level talents. Yeah, not to say that it's the end all be all because I mean Aaron Rodgers has only won one. Philip Rivers hasn't won any. Drew Brees uh has only won one. You know, but it makes it a lot easier to consistently stay at the top if you've got that elite level talent at the quarterback position. That makes sense. You know, because that's the thing. You're then you're only making the investment in that one guy to stay relevant. Whereas when it comes to the Jaguars, you saw that that defense was elite for one year, and then after that, they've kind of just slowly gotten worse. Who knows whether it'll be next year? They have Nick Foles now, which is obviously a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right? But I would still wouldn't. I was. I would put Dak Prescott over Nick Foles, right? No. I know that this is the cowboy hating me, where I'm questioning it. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's just because of the cowboy hate. 
but I don't so, know. So again, so so to, that, so <laughs> is now that you're bad? Kind of, now you kind bad? of making my point then, because if if Nick Foles is considered to be a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, and they were able to trade. Didn't they trade Nick Foles to the Jaguars, or did he get? Uh, was it was he a free agent? I think he's a free agent. If was I'm not he? mistaken. To me, like if if you feel like you can get rid of a Nick Foles, then why can't you get like why can't you sell off Dak Prescott for assets? Does that make sense? I bro, I feel what you're saying, but I'm just you. Know. I, was Nick Foles a trade though? No, I think it, I think it was a free agent. Oh well, agent, yeah. there we go. But that being said, but then you're giving away for nothing, <laughs> which is worse. I'd rather trade the guy. Yeah, I mean. From your point of view, yes, you would. But the Jaguars' point of view is, I'm not giving you something for Nick Foles when I can get him in free agency. Like that, and that's what my point is. Like I'm not trading you something if it's not worth it. I'll just catch you later. Like the Lakers' approach to Anthony Davis. Hmm. Well, they didn't really have a choice. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad, bad point. I'm trying to think of someone who left in free agency that. And the NBA is just so different, man. It is. And the NBA, it's like there's a lot of signing trades too. Yeah, I can't. I can't really think. Of, I think in the NFL you see it more. There should be more signing trades in the NFL. I wonder why there's not more signing trades in the NFL. I don't know. Because you got guys saying I won't play. Right. You got the like in the NBA you don't really get that as much because guys are happy in the NBA. True. <laughs> Keep our players happy in the NBA. That's true. Everybody makes millions of dollars. You make you make big money. That's true. That's like one There's thing. There's left mouths to feed, though. Yeah, overall. No, like a lot less. Right. 52-man roster compared to a 13-man roster. Right. No, I know. I'm not, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. I'm just saying that, like, to me, like, the NFL is the biggest sport. I feel like if they did, I don't know. I think they could still afford to pay their players more. I think that the salary cap is one of those things that is kind of hindering uh you know what these players can earn and it's it's a very like arbitrary line you know cuz these these billionaires could afford to spend a lot more than they're spending now on these players but they have the salary cap in place just for the express reason of they don't want you know owners to get into into bidding wars with each other yeah. all the time you know they're they're basically protecting their own money that way but and see that's what I think they have to do a better job about that. And I don't know how it goes. I don't know what's work is being done. So I don't want to say anything. But like, I mean, there's a platform for the games to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for the offensive linemen. Those are the those are the guys who always get screwed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you got running backs holding out, but yet they're they're clearing the way for them. Yeah. Like if there was to be a lockout, you would see so many seven on seven leagues. Mm-hmm. Like if the NFL had a lockout to be healthy, we just go to a seven on seven league. Right. It'd be dope. Flag football, the way that it's taken off now, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you would love to see some of these, like, Kamara yeah. and a flag football. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey and flag football. Or you got, like, Odell Beckham just making these crazy catches. Like, right. the offensive linemen would be the guys who get who get the oddball out. Nobody wants to see them. Right. You know what I mean? So, a lockout is kind of like, I don't know if we can do that. I don't know. Like I said, there's more mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. So, if guys do lockout, you're going to get the replacements. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know. And then, you know. <laughs> That's your favorite uh, team. Man, I love that movie. I'd be so happy. <laughs> but no, you you would have you would just have guys who would fill in. I mean, it's it's sad. It's tough. Yeah, that's true. I feel for football players. That's not the only way that uh, football and basketball are different. I, I, we were talking about this a little bit off the air. Yes. Uh, when it comes to hard knocks, and now I 
I'm digging this season of Hard Knocks. I know it's like I, I don't even know if it's like that good of a season when as it relates to like other seasons of Hard Knocks, uh-huh. or if I'm just excited to have football back. Because <laughs> it's been yeah, because it's been so long. Because I mean, I, I played football in in high school, and I enjoyed it. You know, uh-huh. I feel like I'm not you know the only person in America who played uh, high school football, obviously. Um, but I just miss that like that feeling when you're when you're on the field. It is just like you know peak masculinity. <laughs> It's just, <laughs> it just, it feels good. Like sometimes, you know, like, uh, like, are you like a handy person around the house? Like, are you like a, someone who can like fix like small things around the house? Small or, things. Yeah. Yeah. How about like your car? Do you like, are you good with your car at all? Or? Um, I could change a tire. I could so, jump it. So like, let's say for example, like basics, let's say like your, your car, your, your tire is flat on the side of the road, right? Uh-huh. And you're totally prepared. Right, you've got a spare in the back, no problem. When you're done doing that, like, do you feel like manlier? <laughs> uh, let me drive off first, and if the tire don't fall off, then yeah, yeah, like you feel like yeah, you did now, something. Now like, I did, okay, yeah. <laughs> right? Or like the other day, like so we uh, we had an issue with our with, with our dryer uh-huh. right? when we moved into our new house. The dryer had uh, three prongs on it, and the socket had four prongs in it. Right, because it, it was an older model of dryer. And it was a newer fixture. The newer ones have like four prongs on it for like safety or whatever. Yeah. So obviously you're not gonna throw the whole dryer away. Oh, that's so it doesn't catch on fire. Right. It's like an extra neutral yeah. uh, an, uh, ground plug or whatever. Pew. Anyways, so I had to look on YouTube how to switch the which plugs is very on. manly yes. to start. Yes. Just going to YouTube is manly in yeah, itself. That's right. <laughs> there's no, there's no, it's basically just testosterone <laughs> in computer form. Uh, no, but so, <laughs> so I had to look up how to change out the plug, mm-hmm. right? And my girlfriend's not a handy person. Mm-mm. I'm the one who had to do it. You know, I was the the man of the house, if you will. There you go. Right. You got to wear the pants for the night. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It was great. So I go out there and I'm like, I'm taking out the back fixture. I'm throwing the uh, the new one on there. And when I was done, I felt like I was unstoppable. Did you tell Serena to go make you a sandwich? No, I didn't go that far. Good. <laughs> I'm not, not I noticed you didn't have a black eye, so yeah, I, you clearly yeah, exactly. didn't say that much. <laughs> but, you know, I just I just felt extra manly, you know? Yeah. I felt like I did something, right? My, jo- my job's not, I don't have like a construction job. I don't have like one of those like, you know, I'm not like tar and roofs in July, yeah. you know? I sit down and, and talk on the radio. It's not like a, like a manly, manly thing, right? I think you sound very manly. Thank you. Yes, sir. But... <laughs> You know, it was one of those things, and and so I felt like Hard Knocks kind of gave me that same that same feeling, like oh yeah, like I'm ready to <laughs> run through a wall and do the whole thing. It was good because John Gruden, like it. John Gruden's such an old school football guy. Yeah, he's just like you know, it just reminds me of just first off, it reminds me of my dad because my dad kind of looks like John Gruden a little bit. <laughs> I'll show you a picture of him after. This okay, you're like oh my god, he really does kind of look like John Gruden. Um, but like just like you know, what's that? You're hurt? Rub some dirt in it. Yeah. Right. One of those guys, and like, obviously, you know, that whole thing can get kind of old after a while. But like in those <laughs> in those one hour snippets every Tuesday, it is the bee's knees. Yeah. It is so good. I uh, I have been watching. So a little bit for me, um, my old AAU coach, his uh-huh. son plays for the Oakland Raiders. Oh, really? Mark Markel Lee. Okay. So I remember seeing this guy like when he was just like a a, a little kid. Now he's. I don't, I don't know if I would say some of the things that maybe I, I once said to him in the gym now anymore. He's way bigger than <laughs> right. this kid's jacked. He uh-huh. actually, on the last episode of, I think it was the second episode, like you see like a little snippet of John Gruden talking to him. Mm-hmm. And he's like talking about like uh, 
how he's got his one leg, like his one leg gone. He's got the uh, cut off sleeves. He needs need him in a bikini or something. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Markel Lee. Oh wow, that number fifty two. Yeah, like a brick he's blank jacked. house. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I like to watch and support him. Uh, his his dad was one of my basketball coaches. So okay, um, awesome. yeah, super dope to watch and kind of. And then also with everything going on with Antonio Brown, like I think the first two episodes have been really good. I do like Hard Knocks, and I haven't I haven't been watching a lot lately. So yeah, I haven't watched the last couple of seasons of Hard Knocks. I watched them when uh when they had the Dolphins and like Joe Philbin is very was very much not that guy. Okay, like Joe Philbin was like, all right, boys, let's uh, go out there and toss the football around. Let's go ahead and do our jobs. Right, that's like <laughs> that's like, that's my Joe Philbin. It's not yeah. very good, but like that's the kind of like inflection he had when he talked. Like it yeah. was very, you know, hey, could you do me a favor? <laughs> Go play some football, win some football games. That sounds It's great. different approaches, you know what I mean? It is. It yeah. is. But, you know, and not to say which one is better or worse because Joe Philbin obviously has not had a whole lot of success as a football coach in the no. uh, in the NFL, at least not as a head football coach. Yeah, but neither, obviously, has uh, John Gruden, at least. Well, he, he's obviously a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl winner. Yeah, but like <laughs> as of like like last year to this year, like it remains to be seen whether or not he, uh, he still has it. But I'm interested to see what your thoughts are on like the difference between football coaches in the NFL given what you've seen on hard knocks and like your experience like with like basketball do you think that they're they're comparable do you do you have like those hard nosed guys in, in in basketball these days you know and I haven't been in too many locker rooms so but what I will say like from a persona and like what we get a chance to see I think you would expect that from a guy like Popovich but I feel like he's earned it you know what I mean like guys don't question right. him um coach K has Bobby Knight Okay, but that's more that's more college, you know. I, and I just noticed that I just said two college players, so right. it's just a little different. I know we talked about this, but like in the NBA, you got guys who are making thirty plus mil a year, right? And as a coach, you might be making five or six. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. maybe you have a really good contract and you're making ten, right? If you're like Doc Rivers, or you know, or, yeah, I'm yeah. making twelve million a year. Right, I'm getting paid what the guy at the end of my bench that I'm not playing is making. We're making some some guys at the end of the bench are making seven mil a year. That's crazy. You got you got guys making four mil a year, and once again, we there's plenty of coaches making five mil a year. Right. No, I know that. Yeah. So like, there's guys on your team that you're not playing that make as much as you. That's so for crazy. me to look at LeBron James or James Harden and say, "Get your A out there, let's play some F in defense." Yeah, yeah. Like they're gonna look at me like what? Like who? You know what I mean? Like it's tough. To kind of coach at that level, really at that level, like and obviously you're coaching, like you're you're drawing up plays, you're executing, you're figuring out the strengths, the weaknesses, how how to win games. I'm not taking anything away from those coaches, but there's a different approach that you have to take when yeah. it's football and basketball, and when guys are making ten times your salary, mm-hmm. you know, seven times your salary. It's like it's a I had to talk to you a different way. I got to get something different out of you. It's just, right. but I mean, to that point though, like I don't understand how Dolphins coach survives. You got guys banging their heads against each other for yeah. a living. Well, to be fair, that was like when uh, when Philbin was there was the whole like uh, Richie incognito stuff that happened, uh, and there's a lot, okay. <laughs> a lot of, of stuff okay. going on in that locker room <laughs> that maybe uh, you know if they had a more hard nosed coach, they might not have tried to get away with uh, doing some of that stuff. Yeah. And again, it is Richie incognito, and he actually is a literal crazy person. But that being said, though, he's also on this episode of Hard Knocks, so he's outlasted uh, <laughs> Joe Philbin at least is uh, <laughs> in his position. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see if they get a little more into into Richie Incognito's storyline because that dude is a nutcase and a half. 
Like, I, and I don't know too much about him, I'll be honest. He's got uh, first off. I mean, there was of course, there was of course the whole uh, bullying issue with with Jonathan Martin, and you can you can say what you will about you know football culture and and whether or not some of that stuff was was okay. But I mean, obviously, like there was a lot of stuff in there that was like you know like racial slurs and stuff like that that he you know said, and that's obviously not okay. You know, but when you're talking about a guy who, uh, let's see here. All right. In May 2018, after demanding his release from the Bills, the lineman underwent involuntary medical treatment following an alleged altercation at a public gym. Uh, three months later, he was arrested at an Arizona funeral home for allegedly threatening to shoot employees and demanding his deceased father be decapitated for research. Um, what? Yeah, it's uh, it's some interesting stuff. And then he also had some issues uh, while he was playing for the Dolphins where he apparently was, uh, they were doing like a, like a golf tournament. I don't know if it was like a pro-am kind of thing or whatever, uh, or like a charity thing. But he was out there for like, a, I'm pretty sure it was a charity golf tournament. And he was doing or saying inappropriate things with one, one of the cart ladies that was there. And, uh, you know, of course, it's, this is all like, you know, hearsay and, you know, but that's stuff that was reported on. I'm not sure, you know, how valid it was because I wasn't there, obviously, and there was no uh, trial or anything. But that's allegedly what happened. So, yeah, this whole thing with Hard Knocks, I'm excited for uh, just because it's between that, the Antonio Brown stuff, you know, which we've talked about a little bit and him and his, his frostbite and then him filing agreements with the NFL. Apparently, according to uh, the reports that came out today, today's uh, Tuesday when we were recording this podcast. So uh, according to the news that I saw today, uh, Antonio Brown was out there with a certified helmet. Uh, I think he's still filing to uh, to get a uh, uh, another helmet that's the same style that he was wearing before yeah. uh, approved. But he has since been unsuccessful. So he was out of practice today officially uh with a uh, with a certified uh helmet so we'll see where that goes and you know what at first i thought that he was being a baby about things yeah but then i heard other nfl players chime in and talk about how they use the same equipment their entire career yeah and how it is superstition and you go out there and you play such a grueling sport right such a you know a tough demanding warrior gladiator sport you want your armor Right, you know what I mean. Like he probably feels safer in that. Yeah, well, and not only that, but he's a he was a six round pick. Yeah, right. And he had to work his way up from being at the bottom of the depth chart. Yeah. Right. When you're a six round pick, like you're on you're on the bubble as soon as you get into the building. Facts. Right. There are no guarantees, but he was able to fight and claw his way to a starting position and become you know arguably a Hall of Fame receiver right now, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. So. I can understand why, like, if you're sitting there and you're tracking the ball, like, if you're an offensive lineman, your helmet really doesn't matter that much. I had a helmet. You just don't want to oompa. That's how you go cross eyed Right. <laughs> but <laughs> when it comes to, like, the, the difference between helmets, when you're an offensive lineman, there's not really too much you have to worry about. When you're, an, when you're a, a, a wide receiver or a defensive back or you have to be, like, around the ball and you have to track the ball, I think it's a lot more important to have, like, if you're used to having a certain line of sight, and being able to angle your head a certain way as a ball's coming in over your shoulder, yeah. I can see why you'd really want a, a helmet that fits a certain way and that you can see you know, certain things from certain places. And you should get that choice. I mean, dude, it's whatever you feel safe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, now, what, now the NFL cares so much about CTE and, and all this stuff? Like, well, and, and that's it. the thing for me. Like, I, I, I think that the NFL has this problem of constantly 
infuriating people on both sides of an issue all the time. You know, it doesn't matter if it, how we, how you feel about the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. You know, how you feel about the whole, you know, domestic violence thing when it comes to certain players getting suspended for a certain amount of games and other players getting suspended for, you know, a lesser amount of games or more amount of games for seemingly, you know, uh, more egregious or less egregious um, infractions. You know, it, it seems like the NFL always finds himself <laughs> pissing off both off. sides. Yeah. yeah, one way or another by how they've how they've handled things. You know, if you're... You know, for for a long time, people have thought that the NFL is kind of like pushing down some of the studies that involve player safety and CTE and and you know football's role in in you know post football brain traumas and injuries and uh, diagnoses and stuff like that. So, I understand them having increased standards for how to play, you know, and 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 what equipment is you know available to them and, and, and letting people know that this equipment, you know, is not safe if it doesn't meet a certain guideline. That being said, though, I feel like you should also have some level of personal responsibility as long as you are signing some sort of like waiver saying, hey, I understand that this uh, helmet isn't able to be certified, but it's not like he's desecrating like the uniform. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not like he's like putting uh, like a mirror to like reflect glare like on the front of his <sighs> on the front of his helmet to make people you know not be able to see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so for me, the helmet was legal last season. Yeah, what, what it's what not changed? like it's like a super egregious thing. If he yeah. wants to be able to play in it, he, the only person whose head he's really you know harming is his own. <laughs> yeah, because everyone else should be wearing the right helmet. <laughs> because I'm, excuse me, I'm so sorry. This, <laughs> I know we got to take that out, but I got really uh, I got really upset here. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but when Jason Witten and other guys get their helmet knocked off, we mm. don't stop the play. Right. You mean to tell me you're going to tell me which helmet to wear, but if my helmet come off, the game could keep going? Right. The ref should run out there, stop the play right then and there. If it's that serious, yeah. Anytime somebody's helmet comes off, let's stop it right now because right. they're not they're not safe. Yeah, because people aren't uh, the defenders aren't penalized. Like say for example, if their helmet comes off during like a tackle or something like that. Yeah. Um. Or if like if they make a hit or if like they're being blocked and their helmet comes off or whatever, but they still try to go in and make the tackle on a running back, they're not told to like hey like you can't participate in the play anymore yeah because your helmet came off they let the play continue because you're making that own risk on your own so or if you're, if you're a no running problem. back and your helmet comes off like in the scrum and you find a way to break free and you're not rolled down you know you're not rolled down if your helmet comes off I, as it's my understanding that you can continue to run you know they're not going to make you take a knee right where the right where your helmet comes off i mean i could be wrong about that but I, I at least at the at the professional level i'm pretty sure i've heard with uh with high school and uh and college uh, athletes that the helmet once the helmet comes off the, uh, the I think they're dead yeah dead, but yeah. not in, I don't I don't maybe the NFL has changed that rule as of lately yeah I'm not, but but I don't that would so. only reply like, that would only matter to offensive players like it can't be like a defensive player because then you could just take your helmet off and un- unclip it and then the play would whistle dead whenever no no wanted. no but maybe you would be dead though like you couldn't be participate involved. In the yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which which would stop them from doing that right. but yeah yeah so. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how they how they justify that being able to to occur, and then you know him not being able to use the helmet that he wants to use just because it failed a certification test from you know a personal safety perspective. But anyways, um, I did want to talk a little bit about uh, Baker Mayfield's comments. 
uh, with uh, regards to Daniel Jones. Uh, There's an article that came out in GQ magazine uh, where they, I guess uh, at some point there was like a sports, they were in a restaurant, Baker Mayfield and this reporter were in a restaurant and sports center was on and Baker Mayfield said like, I can't believe the Giants took Daniel Jones six overall. And I mean, yes, he, hate, 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 hate. He, <laughs> he's saying what a lot of people are thinking. Now he's come out and said like the comments are taken out of context and this, that, and the other. And he, but he did say he was like mind blown that it happened. But to me, if first off, Baker Mayfield hasn't won anything. Yes, like he's he's taken a team that didn't win any games and he won some games with them. Yeah, right. But they still finished seven and nine. He was what seven and, and six as a starter. Or no, I think he was six and six as a starter, but I think he he took over for Tyrod Taylor. They were losing, and they came back and won that game. I think that was the uh, third or fourth game of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, I think at most he's seven and six as a starter. So he hasn't won anything, right? And he had said something about how you know the when it comes to drafting quarterbacks. You know, people forget that wins matter and this, that, and the other. And of course, he went uh, was it thirty nine and nine uh, at Oklahoma, and Daniel Jones obviously did not do that well. I think he was like <laughs> nineteen and fifteen or fifteen and nineteen or something like at that. Duke, with, yeah. With Duke. Um, so I, I get that, um, but I don't know. Daniel Jones, of course, you know, had to have his response, and he said something to the effect of like, "I'm focused on you know what's going on here in the building." You know, basically, he could care less what Baker Mayfield says. <laughs> Um, which you know is is commendable. It's the right thing to say, and of course Baker Mayfield had the right response, which is like, oh, that, those are taken out of context. I don't. Again, I don't know. I wasn't there. Uh, it didn't even seem like that bad to me, you know what he said. No. If he's speaking like as an analyst, you know, I can understand why it's you would say opinion. like, oh, that's crazy that he, he they took him sixth overall when obviously Dwayne Haskins had, I think had a better career as a uh, as a collegiate player than than Daniel Jones did. I think most people would agree with that, you know. So. I, I don't know. I just think it's funny that <laughs> people are going crazy because quarterbacks quarterbacks don't get to say anything. They can't yeah. have any opinions at all. But it annoys me because they're always pinning them up against each other as if they're on the field at the same time. Right. And I yeah. know we've discussed this Watch before. Tom Brady versus yeah. Peyton Manning, and it's, yeah, it's like okay, like well, <laughs> it's so annoying. Really but then, other. like when they actually do go at it, you want to make a big deal, like. Right. If Baker Mayfield wants to lay it out here and say it, like you guys pin us against I, each other. I wish he did because I, when I saw this come across my my news feed, I was like, oh man, like you know, I wonder what like Baker Mayfield said that was like super, you know, disparaging towards Daniel Jones. And then I read, it, I was like, well, that's not really that bad. <laughs> he just said like, I can't believe they took him sixth overall. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you what know? everybody else said. So pretty much, but of course, you know, that's why these guys are afraid to say anything because they get trampled on you know as soon as something even remotely comes out saying like oh quarterback b may not be that good and then all of a sudden it's the okay. top news story of the day yeah so anyways i felt the need to, to say slow something news a day about that. for yeah. those guys <laughs> yeah no kidding they're just manufacturing stuff at this point um how do you think your redskins are gonna do hey man i'm just trying to figure out how much we're gonna win by in the super bowl honestly <laughs> so i don't know if it's gonna be a field goal or if we're going to win comfortably, but... No, I'm joking, man, but I, I got a lot of faith in him. You know, I think this is going to be a, a huge year for Geis, and I just... for Well, for Geis and Haskins, um, I really hope that we allow Haskins to grow. I don't want to stun his growth. I don't want to waste time. Like, listen, Case he needs, Keenum will start this season? Haskins needs to start. I'm sorry. Game one? Because if Keenum's not your goal long-term, right? and if he's not, like, the filler, like, we're... Like, I don't think Keenum's going to get us to the playoffs. Right. So why not use this year to let Haskins I mean, K- just Keenum's grow? Keenum's gotten to the playoffs before with uh, with the Vikings. 
I mean, their receiving core is a lot better, and their defense is a lot better. I was about better, to say, I think they're, I, I would say, <laughs> I just don't, I want Haskins to grow. Right. Just, just let them learn. I'm the same way with, I mean, I'm, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm, I feel the same way with, with Rosen in regards to Fitzpatrick. I'm like, you know, they've been close enough, because at the beginning of training camp, everyone was saying, oh, Fitzpatrick is beating out Rosen for the job. Like, well, of course, he's been in the league for a thousand years. <laughs> the, these plays are the same plays he's played, you know, since pretty much the day the uh, the NFL started, um, wow, <laughs> he's thirty six years old. I he's told you, I Facetimed Fitzpatrick. I'm not gonna let this slander happen. He's a nice guy. I want him to call me back, Fitz. It wasn't me. I didn't say nothing. I'm of this. just saying we know what Ryan Fitzpatrick is. He is a guy who you know if you really need him to come into the game, you yeah. know, and win you a football game, he can do that. He can sling the rock. He's pretty dang good. Yeah, but he's old. He, not only is he old. He's also inconsistent. Yeah. Right? But you know what you're getting. Okay. You're, the thing that you're getting is inconsistency. But with Josh Rosen, he is an unproven commodity. Yes, you saw one year of him behind a really bad offensive line. And if you look at what Kyler Murray looked like in this last preseason game, you kind of almost can't blame Rosen now anymore. <laughs> um, can we go back to a previous episode? When I, I know. S- yes, I, I understand. And they I kicked know my, him out too early. But, you know. But th- that was the guy that, that Cliff Kingsbury wanted. So yeah. I, I can't really blame him. And especially like when you're, it's not like he was lighting up the world. You know, Rosen was lighting up the world and then Cliff Kingsbury got there. He, they kind of had the perfect opportunity to kind of move on from him, recoup some value from, you know, with the second round pick from the Dolphins. And that was it. But case in point being, I want Josh Rosen to start because he is, again, still an unproven commodity. And you need to go into next this offseason knowing if he's something you can build on or if he's someone, he's someone that you need to replace as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. So I'm right there with you. Throw him into the fire. Baker Mayfield didn't get it. I mean, he, they started him, what, three games in? And it was only because of the injury. And he came in and he won seven out of 13 games. Not terrible. Not at right? All. And at this point, you know that you can kind of build with him. I'm not saying he's going to be... You know, the next elite quarterback, I think that people are kind of overblowing how good he actually is. But these guys can come into the league and they can a lot of times play right away. So I want to see Josh Rosen. I do want to see Dwayne Haskins. I think that we've seen what Case Keenum is. Also. I'm good. Why? Yeah. Also, same thing with Daniel Jones. Speaking of, right? Throw him in there. You, you can, I guess, have him behind, you know, Eli Manning for a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know what you have with Eli Manning. And I think that if you get some consistency and some some reps in with Saquon, I think that'll be good for him too. Yeah, and it's not like their wide receivers are like gone. They got, I mean, Odell's gone, but they still got. Well, Shepard. Corey Coleman's also not doing too well either, and they got a couple of guys. Now, they, you're right; they do have you know yeah. up and comers. We'll call them. <laughs> we'll see if they amount to anything. There's not. There's definitely not the star power that used to be. No, um, the Shepherd's out there, and he's all right. Uh, so you know, we'll see. But anyways, uh, I think that'll do it for this episode of Somewhat Sports. What do you think? We've talked somewhat some sports. Yeah, I think so too. Now here's one thing though. Okay. All right. Fantasy football, right? So obviously, I I get it. We're picking players. Right. Right. If you could pick one literal fantasy person, like a like a superhero or like someone from like a book or. So let's go this. Okay, you can pick. You could pick any superhero. You could pick one superhero, one actor. Like in terms of like their like a- actor catalog? Two actors and a superhero. Yeah. I mean, I'm picking The Rock. No, no, no. Like 
players that were played, like Willie Beamer oh, as your quarterback. So I want okay, two. Okay, okay. I want two actors, and I want one super. I want one superhero. Okay. Um, in terms of like, man, that you're starting like a franchise around. Yeah. Yeah, we could do that. Um, I got mine. All right, go ahead, because I'm having trouble with this one. All right, so I feel like with super with superheroes, it'd be so easy to go Superman or the Flash or something like that. Okay, I get it. I'm gonna have a little bit more fun with mine. You ready? Right. I'm picking Mysterio, and I'm going villain. Oh. Because his play actions would be ridiculous. That's true. This guy is the king of illusions. All right? He's going to make it look like a run. Okay? Yeah. So he's my quarterback. All right. My two actors, I'm going Nelly off of uh, the longest yard as my running back. Ooh, that's a good one. He was cold. He was. And I'm going Waterboy as my as my defensive Khalil Well, Mack. I was going to say, like, I I'm want some Bobby Boucher, bro. <laughs> I want him as my if, linebacker. If we're doing an IDP league, your boy's getting Bobby Boucher for sure. He is, he is without a doubt my starting linebacker. I got my running back. Got, I got my quarterback. Yeah, I've got Thanos as, uh, as my tight end. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm no. guessing he's going to wear gloves? Of course. A couple of gauntlets. <laughs> Corny jokes don't stop here, baby. They don't. Man, I'm trying to think. I mean... I had to pick another. So now you need. So now you need two actors, and I'm sorry, I already drafted. I um, mean, I already drafted Bobby Boucher. Yeah, you, come on. You sorry, can't do that to me. You can't. You. We said it's it not at the two same Tom time. Brady's in the league. No, 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 we did not. I definitely took one. What? You shouldn't have let me go first. I gave you a chance. You're right. Okay. Uh, all right. So I got Thanos as my tight end. And uh, you might want to let him play both sides of the ball. Probably. I'm just throwing yeah, that yeah. out there. Yeah, he's a two-way player. He's got the stamina. That's fine. Uh, I think I'm taking uh, Sunshine as quarterback. That's Sunshine solid. That's good, yeah. That's solid. And, uh, man. I don't know. I, I get one more uh, one more actor, right? Mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, if I wanted to pick The Rock, I could pick The Rock in that, uh, what's that? Um, He'd be a quarterback, too, though. The game plan. Oh, yeah. He was, a quarterback. Right, he was a quarterback. Now you got Now you got to battle. You're right back with the Dolphins. You got to battle for your quarterback. All right. So how about this? Let's, I'll take Sunshine out then. Okay. And I'll leave the rock there. It's a big quarterback. Yeah, it is. He's <laughs> a six foot five, two hundred and eighty pound quarterback. Golly. Oh man. With Thanos at tight end, yeah. what are you feeding your players? Steroids. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, if I want to go like, I think I want to go defense for this one. Um, that's why Bobby Boucher would work so well. I know. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> man. I can't believe I picked Mysterio. What's another good? I'm trying to think of like other good like defensive players. Um, Airbud. Oh, I mean, remember the Titans? They had um, Julius. Yeah, it's a good tight end. Yeah, but I, I mean, defensive end. That's a good oh, yeah. DN. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think was... he has a star power that Bobby Boucher had. Though. No, he doesn't. Like Bobby Boucher, dude. Ooh, was Forrest so Gump is running back. Done. Yeah, you're okay. You got you've got a heavy offense. Yeah, I'm going offense heavy. But listen though, I want you to know. All right, Bobby Boucher was so good that they took knees on offense <laughs> to get him <laughs> off the field. I know. I wanted Bobby Boucher. You don't have to tell me how good he was. I know he was man. Good. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good place to end. Maybe we can have a poll to see who whose team we think. That's will a good win. idea. Yeah. 
That's Mis- a good. We'll play do action Mysterio. Come on. Remember that. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for another edition of Somewhat Sports. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at John Dennis Radio. You can catch the podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well at Somewhat Sports. Bobby Johnson. Yes, um, you can catch me on Instagram and Instagram, Instagram, and Twitter at y'all know underscore bubs, Y-A-L-K-N-O. You can also catch me in Wisconsin. That's true. Yes. Freezing. We got to figure out how we're going to be able to do the podcast from Wisconsin. Hey, man, we'll make it work. We will. We'll, we'll find a way. One we'll way find a way. Go cheer on UWGB's men's and women's basketball team, right. but mainly men's basketball <laughs> team. You Fair know. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll still plug John, even though he's not here. You can catch him on Instagram, <sighs> JL Williams Five, where he's sitting there plugging all of his uh, his stories with uh, you know snippets from Australia and Kangaroo you know, Jack, the, the Greater Oceania area. <laughs> yes, you know, whatever. <laughs> Must be nice. All right, thank you so much for listening to this edition of Somewhat Sports. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And you have one more thing. I do. What's up? So long, farewell. To you, my friends. (laughs) Fantastic. Have a great week.